I'm Tasha Pierce, and this is Sinister Silhouettes. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. And uh, boy, I'm, I'm picking a hell of a topic for my first time back uh, behind the mic. And the thing is, I've recorded several episodes and things have happened where I don't feel like they're good enough. So I haven't put them up. I'm going to rework them and get those up for you as well. But this was something I couldn't even wait to write a script about. Um, this is something that, oh my God, when we talk about crime, we don't only want to hear or talk about or, you know, the, the, the crime that you feel yourself kind of safe from, kind of insulated from, uh, hearing about the murders and the, the deaths and the killings of other people and uh, what they went through so that you may not have to go through it. That's one damn thing. That's one thing. There are other types of crimes. And what I'm about to tell you today, if you, I'm sure you've already heard. If you haven't heard this and it does not anger you beyond all belief, you need to see if you have a fucking soul because this is disgusting. Now, systemic abuses of power and law enforcement has been top of mind lately in the United States. But these latest mind-blowing allegations are at the same time illegal and sickening. Um, the New York Times and other media outlets have reported on the alleged indignities suffered by immigrants at the Irwin County Detention Center in Osceola, Georgia. What we have at this time is a nurse, Dawn Wooten, who has blown the whistle on what turns out to be uh, crimes against humanity if these allegations hold any merit. Now, the New York Times put out a piece, as has MSNBC. They've had uh, Don Wooten on and other media outlets, like I said. But most of my information today is coming from the New York Times article. And uh, as a matter of fact, I'm going to just run through it real quick with you and then give you my high level thoughts at the very end here. Members of Congress and the DHS are investigating claims by a nurse and lawyers that immigrant detainees in Georgia were complaining of unwanted procedures and rough treatment. The Department of Homeland Security is investigating allegations that immigrant women detained at a privately run detention center in Georgia underwent gynecological procedures without fully understanding or consenting to them. The allegations, some of which were submitted this week as part of a whistleblower complaint by a nurse at the facility, already have prompted more than 170 members of Congress, including Speaker Nancy Pelosi, to call for an immediate inquiry. The woman who, like the others, was not identified. We, we know her identity at this point. 
because she feared retaliation from immigration authorities, said she was transported this year to Irwin County Hospital for a procedure, but was given three different explanations of what it would be, ranging from having her womb removed entirely to instead having a small amount of tissue scraped away. Ultimately, the complaint says, the hospital declined to operate on the woman because she tested positive for antibodies to the novel coronavirus. But the woman said the experience left her feeling scared and frustrated, saying, it felt like they were trying to mess with my body, the complaint said. The hospital did not immediately respond to a request for comments. It was a defendant in a, a federal lawsuit alleging the creation of false Medicare and Medicaid claims that the government said resulted in overpayments. The case was settled and the defendants, including several doctors, agreed to pay $525,000 to the federal government. Now, Dr. Ada Rivera, the medical doctor at the ICE Health Services Corps, which oversees health care in the agency's detention system, said that the reports would be fully and independently investigated, but that the agency vehemently disputes the implication that, their that detainees are used for experimental medical procedures. In a statement, he said that two women detained at the facility had been referred for hysterectomies since 2018. The agency did not respond to requests for information about how many of the referrals were acted on, nor how many tubal ligations or other potentially sterilizing procedures had been conducted in the past several years. The complaint does not name any specific staff members, but the lawyers for several detainees who have come forward have said that they center on a particular doctor Mahendra Armin, an OBGYN specialist who practices in the nearby city of Douglas. Scott R. Grubman, a lawyer for Dr. Armin, said he and his client vehemently deny the allegations. Dr. Armin is a highly respected physician who has dedicated his adult life to treating a high-risk, underserved population in rural Georgia. He also pointed to an admission made to the Washington Post by the lawyer who handled the filing of the complaint that she had not personally spoken with anyone who was sterilized without their consent, but that she included the secondhand reports in the document with the intention of triggering an investigation into whether or not the claims were true. Now, the complaint was filed by the organization's Project South, Georgia Detention Watch, Georgia Latino Alliance for Human Rights, and the South Georgia Immigrant Support Network. Two immigration lawyers representing women currently or previously detained at the facility in Erin County, uh, Elizabeth Mathern and Van Nguyen, who were not included in the whistleblower complaint, said their clients were also left shaken after being treated by Dr. Amin while in immigration custody. Ms. Matern said at least half a dozen clients had complained to her about what they described as rough treatment by the doctor. Now, Ms. Matern lodged a request with ICE in the fall of 2018 on behalf of one of them, Nancy Gonzalez Hidalgo, 
who had an underlying medical condition that was worsening. Uh, Mrs. Mathern said her client was refusing to see Dr. Amin, who had treated her earlier because she said the doctor had hurt her doing previous exams. The doctor did not speak Spanish or use a translator to explain what he was doing. Eventually, Ms. Gonzalez Hidalgo worsened to the point that she was running a fever and could not stop from crying or sit up straight during their in-person meetings because she was doubled over in pain. Now, the lawyer said she was so concerned after one of the meetings that she walked over to the facility's inmate services coordinator and pleaded with the person to find another doctor for her client. Months later, and after repeated follow-ups, Ms. Mathern, uh, uh, follow-ups by Ms. Mathern, Ms. Hidalgo Gonzalez was eventually sent to another doctor who confirmed she had an infection in her uterus and prescribed her medication, after which she began to feel better. Ms. Hidalgo Gonzalez was eventually deported to her home country of Mexico. Now, if they act like they had no idea there were issues with this doctor, they're lying, Ms. Mathern said. The other lawyer, Ms. Wynn, said her client, Pauline Bynum, underwent a procedure for an ovarian cyst in 2019 that involved general anesthesia. When Ms. Bynum woke up, Ms. Wynn said Dr. Amin told her that he had removed part of her fallopian tube and that she would be unable to conceive without in vitro fertilization. Now, Ms. Bynum, who was 29 at the time of the procedure, told Ms. Wynn that she would never have considered had she known there was a risk of infertility. Ms. Wynn said her client, who has since been transferred to an ICE detention facility in Texas, had not had a period at all since the procedure. Ms. Bynum was nearly deported on Wednesday morning, but two Democratic members of Congress, Sheila Jackson Lee of Texas and Pramila Jayapal of Washington, rushed to contact ICE and said Ms. Bynum was removed from the plane before it took off. We need her to testify, Ms. Jayapal said. This story sends a chill through any woman, and she's not kidding. To think of the fact that you go under for a simple procedure and wake up finding out that you have been sterilized, that it's, it's absolutely sickening. But moving on with the story, also part of the whistleblower complaint are allegations that the facility has not complied with guidelines from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention for containing the coronavirus. A total of 43 detainees there have tested positive for the virus, according to government data. And Ms. Wooden alleged in her complaint that officials at the facility knowingly placed healthy detainees near those who were sick and contagious. Now, there is a long history of substandard health and safety conditions in immigration detention facilities. Soon after President Trump took office, the administration moved to roll back detention standards they were, that were meant to rectify the problem. In 2019, staff members of the House Oversight Committee 
committee visited several detention facilities, including the Irwin County Detention Center, and wrote in a letter to ISIS Inspector General that they had left with significant concerns after detainees said they were being verbally abused and subject to sleep deprivation. The committee has also called for an emergency investigation into the facility following the whistleblower complaint. And this was written by Caitlin Dickerson. She's a Peabody award-winning reporter based in New York who covers uh, immigration. She's broken stories on asylum, detention, and deportation policy, as well as the treatment of immigrant children in government custody. So, uh, Caitlin, thank you for writing such a, a well-researched and in-depth article. And also, I, I trust Caitlin to be impartial. This is not fake news. Where there is smoke, there is usually some fire. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm totally sickened as a woman. So as a human being, it's sick. But as a woman, it just, it really tears me up that much more to know that these women are basically being treated as guinea pigs. Or as I said earlier, these are truly, they're crimes against humanity. According to the UN uh, Office Against Genocide, I'm sorry. According to the United Nations Office on Genocide Prevention and the Responsibility to pr Protect, uh, a crime against humanity is when any of the following acts are committed as part of a widespread or systematic attack directed against any civilian population with knowledge of the attack. Now, the population that uh, these crimes against humanity are being implemented on happen to be immigrants. And here, here are the qualifications for a crime against humanity. Murder, extermination, enslavement, deportation or forcible transfer of population, imprisonment or other severe dep deprivation of physical liberty in violation of fundamental rules of international law, torture, rape, sexual slavery, enforced prostitution, forced pregnancy, enforced sterilization, or any other form of sexual violence of comparable gravity. Now we also have persecution against any identifiable group or collectivity on political, racial, national, ethnic, cultural, religious, gender, or other grounds that are universally recognized as impermissible under international law. So fuck the U.S. law, international law. Uh, enforced disappearance of persons, the crime of apartheid, and other inhumane, other inhumane acts of a similar character intentionally causing great suffering, such as putting people who are, who have been, uh, putting people who have been diagnosed as having COVID-19 together with those who have not and intentionally doing it. These, 
These are reasons that the UN considers uh, crimes against humanity. And I think we've touched on, in, in that definition, we've touched on three ways that these are crimes against humanity. This society, for some reason, is, is devolving if these allegations are true. If these allegations are true, we have devolved into a Nazi state. And I know you might think that I am being uh, inflammatory or if, that I am just being dramatic in my description of what is happening to these people. Because at the end of the day, I don't care what your stance is on on uh, immigration. These are people. You have to treat them with some human dignity. This is literally, literally sickening if it is found to be true. And by saying if it is found to be true, I believe the allegations are true. I believe that the allegations against Dr. Amin are true. I believe the allegations against the uh, Irwin County Detention Center in Osceola, Georgia. I believe those are true. And I think that it is high time that people are held responsible. A crime against one woman is a crime against all of us. How long will it be before you are being forcibly sterilized for the people who so believe in uh, pro-life? How could you do that to a person and feel good about yourself? That's it's, it's literally horrific, heinous, monstrous behavior. And I'm, I'm trying to hold back on blaming this on Trump because that's making this situation political, which I think it is political. But I won't say that this is happening under his watch or blame, lay all the blame at his feet, because if given an order that you know is unlawful, you know it's inhumane, you have the right and the duty to say, I'm not doing it. The military, and, and I am a veteran, so I think I can say the military has a right to not carry out a unlawful order. And so does the civilian population. If the, if the order is unlawful, do not carry it out. Now, if these allegations turn out to be true, Don Wooten is a hero of the, the biggest kind of hero. If they turn out to be false, if this turns out to be much ado about nothing, well, this is still going to shine a spotlight on the indignities that we've allowed ourselves to become comfortable with as a society. To even imagine that this stuff can happen is sick. What type of world are we handing down to our children and grandchildren? It's, it's saddening. It's maddening. And if it doesn't make you want to take some form of action, again, I don't know. I don't know what you're made of. 
We've got to be better. And women must protect women. Now, I know women lie just like everybody else do. And I feel like once this whole thing is investigated, hopefully we'll get to the truth of the matter. And hopefully these women are in some way, you can't even compensate for taking a person's ability to reproduce away without their knowledge or consent. There's no monetary value uh, you could place on a child. There's no monetary value you can place on the yearning for a child and the inability to conceive one. Um, I, I don't know if I've shared this before, but I've had a hysterectomy, but it was 100% my choice. 100% after looking at all of the possibilities and every other procedure that could have been done with limited, uh, with limited, uh, results. I chose to have a hysterectomy and it was an emotional time for me, a person with a choice. Imagine a 29 year old woman like Miss Bynum in, in the story that we, uh, we read from the New York Times. 29 years old in menopause. That is absolutely, just absolutely heartbreaking. And yeah, so, so we're going to end it right there because this is a crime of the highest nature. And 2020 just keeps getting worse. Just the news just keeps getting worse. Please let me know how you feel about uh, what may have transpired at this detention center. And uh, please do me a favor, guys. Make some noise. Let people know that this is not okay. And uh, <clears throat> do me a favor as well. Stay out of the shadows. I love you. Peace.